is always looking to encourage us and to build our faith in the areas of believing in. And if we're really going to be um, confident, we need a relationship with the Heavenly Father. And that comes through reading scriptures. It comes through meditating, comes through praying, comes through speaking in tongues and practicing the presence of God, you know, relying on him rather than relying on ourselves. Because when we step in, God steps out <laughs> type of thing. He, he needs your faith. He needs permission. So daily, you can invite God into your life. Daily, you can say, Father, I give this error of my finances to you. I give this error of my health to you. And then what does God say about the errors of finances? What does God say about the errors of health? What does God say about the errors of relationship, of communication? And so, you know, we can see the scriptures. We can see the examples. Is as we focus on God and do what he's showing us in our heart that we can start to have increase and impact and direction see god has already given the vision and direction and that is to declare his word to make known jesus christ to preach the gospel to teach the gospel to be encouragers to be givers help those that are sat in darkness and in the shadow of death to bring them from darkness to light a lot of people, they sit there and they think they just pray one prayer and God's going to do everything. Well, God's given you responsibility also. He has put things in your heart for you to do. You don't have to second guess. When you know it's a good idea, it's going to be beneficial and it's going to be a blessing. Then you can do those things. God will also convict your heart for things for you to change. Okay, but it all comes from seeking God. And it all comes from your need. Because like if you've got a need, where are you going to go? Like Alison says, if you're going to look to other people to meet that need, then you're going to fail. But if you go to God with that, see, God wants you to go directly to him because he's given you that access by Jesus Christ where you can go directly to God. You know, it says it in Romans 5.1 that we got that direct access to God. It says it also in Ephesians. And when we look through all of the church epistles, we see that Paul was always encouraging people to live in the spirit, walk in the spirit, taught by the spirit paul was a very knowledgeable man he was a pharisee of the pharisees and he could outdo anyone in those scriptures right in those old testament laws of what he learned but what did he give what did he give he gave them what god wanted him to give so we see that when he went to Thessalonica, he went in amongst the church the synagogues and he proved to them out of the scripture that this jesus was messiah in fact wherever paul opened the scriptures or used the scriptures to the Jews, it was always to the Jews to show and prove that Jesus was Messiah. When he went to the Gentiles, what did he give them? What was the revelation? It, it wasn't the Old Testament because they, they were not familiar with it. Maybe some of them were. We can't say that none of them wasn't. Maybe some of them were, but the majority weren't, you know, aware of the Torah, the laws, and what they had to do and what they didn't have to do. So he gave them the grace of God, and that's what we give people: the grace of God. That is. They receive Jesus as Lord. They receive Holy Spirit. And then when we get people born again, when we know that someone's received Jesus as Lord, get them to speak in tongues right away. Then get them to honor God for their prosperity. See, these are the things that need to be put into place in the beginning for new people. And then we're to encourage one another to continue in these things because life happens. We get challenges. We're promised persecutions. We're promised things that have come against us, but we're also promised the blessings, abundance, open doors. So why not believe God for those things as well? We, we certainly receive the persecutions, the troubles, and the worries, fears, and doubts, don't we? 
We get caught up in them. But why not get caught up in the blessings of God? Because you are blessed to be a blessing. See, uh, it's not that we're seeking the blessing. If you want the blessings, then seek the blesser. Then the blessings will come. So God has got to be priority number one first in your life. You know, I've made Jesus as my Lord. And God is my priority. Jesus shows you how to walk. He always did the Father's will. He was listening to God. He went to God for everything. He didn't do anything of himself. And he didn't, uh, you know, speak by himself what he thought, his opinions. But he spoke what the Father spoke. He said, the words that I speak are spirit and life. You know, and he says, the scriptures, they testify of me. You know, so Jesus knew the balance. And, you know, he, he knew the scriptures. He was the living word. But he spoke what God wanted him to speak. And that's what we're to do. And if you see at the on the day of Pentecost when God first poured out Holy Spirit, that's what they done. That's what Peter did. He spoke up. In fact, he quoted scripture. But where did he get the idea to quote that particular scripture? It was by inspiration of God. He spoke about Joel, didn't he? No, he could have spoke about anything. There's so many records, many books, and he could have used any of those scripture references to speak. But he knew what to speak because God showed him what to speak because the spirit of God was working in him. You know, we are to, again, just to cover this ground once more. You know, we are we have the scriptures for our personal study and for us. You know, we search the scriptures. We work them with God. We allow him to open it up to us. We use the things that. We need to use in our day and time, like Greek, Hebrew, and different other things, customs, mannerisms, understanding all these different things, figures of speeches, you know, learning to them. God can help you understand that. You don't have to be a genius, and you don't have to be at a certain education. If you desire, it's all about your desire. God will open it up. Now, that's for our personal thing. But when we come to teach, and when we come to preach, then we can do that by the Spirit of God. It all depends what the sitting is. Let God lead you. We're to be led by the Spirit of God. God is working in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So I just want to put that in there so that you know where my heart and where my mind is concerning these things, you know? And uh, and I'm open like that to everyone. Yeah, so this is where I stand. So once you know where someone stands and you've got some good standing with them, right? And then my heart is to communicate God's heart to the people that have needs and we got to remember that every need every need that you have in your life every need I have in my life in my mind in my emotions in my body has already been met and paid for by Jesus Christ your emotional state has been paid for by Jesus Christ your physical healing has been paid for by Jesus Christ your prosperity has been paid for by Jesus Christ Everything pertaining to life and godliness has been paid for by Jesus Christ. Now, how do we manifest these things that are already ours? It's by faith. And it's by practicing and orientating ourselves to the Heavenly Father so that we can do that. So in the era of finance, use that one because it's very simple. Everyone knows finance and no one likes to talk about it. <laughs> you know, the majority of people don't like to talk about finances. And what really blessed me with Andrew Womack when I was listening to that teaching is that, you know, he said the least area of our faith we use is in the area of finances. Jesus was talking about he that is faithful in that which is least, referring to mammon, which in our day and time would be money, okay, material wealth and possessions. If you're not even faithful in that thing, how are you going to be faithful when it comes to other areas of your life? If you can't believe God for that, 
in your life? How are you going to believe God for the other things in your life, like the emotions? Don't forget, Jesus Christ has paid the price for all of this. It's all freely ours. God has given us freely all these things. So it's just getting the right um, understanding from the scriptures also, and the spiritual understanding from God that, you know, the least error of our faith is that we trust God is finances. And a lot of people don't get it right in that area, me included, for a long time. So I wasn't abounding in that area. And God wants me to abound in that area. Deuteronomy says that, you know, if you hear the voice of God, his blessings will chase you down, overtaking you, you'll be blessed to be a blessing. Ephesians says that we are already blessed to be a blessing. But then when we look at our own life, we say, well, I haven't got this and I haven't got that. We're lacking in this area. How can I really be a blessing? It's because we need to appropriate what God has made available to us. And then we need to practice the principles. So if you want to grow that spirit of God in you, that Christ in you, you're building up that inner man is by speaking in tongues. You build up that inner man by speaking in tongues. If you want to understand, do some reading. So we've got to be intentional about what we're doing. What, what are you doing day by day? Day by day living is very important, okay? It's nice that we're all here. We can agree. Sometimes you might not agree. Sometimes you might not understand completely how someone's communicating something. But we're all blessed right now, yeah? We're all focused right now. You're desiring, you've got a vision, you've got a direction. You know, things are rising up in your heart. Faith is coming right now. What about tomorrow? What's tomorrow? Sunday. What about Sunday? How about Monday? How about Tuesday? Or do we wait until the next fellowship time where we get feeling like this again? I've got to the place in my walk. I'm hot every day, regardless of who's around me and who isn't. Because now I'm really understanding things and I'm in a relationship with God. I'm um, intentional. How did you get to that point? Through prayer, through reading, through becoming humble, from ceasing from my own works, from thinking I know it all. That's how I got there, if I'm really honest. Because I've taken so many classes. I've taken PFAL, must be hundreds of times, literally hundreds of times, in the hundreds. You know what I mean? But it hasn't done nothing for me because I was the one that needed to appropriate it. I mean, it has done stuff for me. It's educated me. It's given me some direction. But for me to get the full benefits, I need to be intentional. That I know that God's got a purpose and a plan for me as an individual and as a part of the body of Christ. And for that to play out, I need to be in line with my father. I need to be serious about what I'm doing. It's not just a fellowship night, but it's every day. And so this is the beginning place. If you want to get into that place of trust, it's not just trusting when we're together and that we can talk about these things, but it's when you're on your own. And you're fine. And you're fine. Like you, you might even feel a bit lost when you begin doing it that way, because I did. Personally, I'm speaking from my own personal experience here so like you know i would go i'm praying to god you know i'm seeking your direction i'm saying that i'll live unto you you know i'm trying to organize my life to do that you know but i would still feel lost you see what i'm saying but god is so faithful and he works with us at his pace and as we keep coming to him but he needs your faith (coughs) but god can accelerate you pretty quick it all depends where your level of heart is and and your humbleness with him you know, he needs humbleness, he needs a meek heart, someone that's willing to do. So when we say that, okay, Father, here I am, send me, here give you here send you somewhere, here do something for you, here give you something to do. And then it and then here know whether you're gonna be faithful in that. He knows already, but he wants you to know. Mm-hmm. So it's a we you know it's a growing, it's a you know, growing is we learn. We're going through a, a process. 
and that process of being transformed from a caterpillar to a butterfly is a process it's a development but for me right now it's just like number one go to god get committed like if you're not i'm not saying you're not committed but this is what i'm what's coming to my heart just be committed daily no daily you can do it with god start your day in prayer and then start practicing speaking in tongues even if you're in a rush father i give this day to you i'm in a rush right now but i love you and i'm going to speak in tongues and then when you get that time to pray again to clear your mind to get peace in your heart just take that time if it's in the toilet in the bathroom in the playground wherever you're working driving you know we do we do a lot of praying in the car you know and uh, giving things to god and then expecting you know because why are we praying we want we want god to act on what we're praying so we go to with faith and then we expect okay father i trust it's done you know so we got to see it faith is the substance of things hopeful the evidence of things not seen in 11, hebrews 11 1 so we see what we thought if you can't see it you're not going to hold it in your hands so you've got to see what you pray for is already done then you'll manifest it that's what that scripture is basically saying that's what jesus christ was saying he says um you know whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall believe in his heart and doubt not but believe the things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith so when your heart and your words are synchronized you know your words are powerful they're very powerful and what you imagine in your mind is very powerful you know like um i was reading about the tower of babel and that they all had one language and then god came down to see what they built and god said look you know uh, because of the imagination of their heart there's nothing going to stop them so he confounded their language so they couldn't communicate <laughs> right so what you imagine in your heart and what you constantly believe there and see there is what you're going to manifest how do you see your life next year how do you see your life tomorrow now listen we've entered into a new year 2020 vision i call it right 2020 vision but we've also entered into a new decade how do you see your life this year how do you see it in the next 10 years have you thought about it yet i know i have yeah very clearly and i know i will receive what i am believing god for I know I'm going to manifest what God wants me to manifest because he's taught me this. He's taught, I've gone to him. Look, Father, show me your way. It says in Psalms uh, 103, verse 14, for he, God, knoweth our frame. He remembereth that we are dust. And that word frame is the word, yet, sir, which is, means imagination. He knows what goes on in your heart and mind right so you know god wants you to really put, put your focus on him see what you want manifested what you desire to have see it in your mind if you can see it in your mind you can hold it in your hand as your mom was talking about as a man thinks in his heart so is he so where are your thoughts going daily your mom was talking about um philippians 4 be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer if we're always focused on our worries fears and doubts you're going to manifest much more of the same. Can you see what you sow, you reap? Focus on the negatives, the worries, we got lag, how are we going to cope for the future? You've got to see yourself in the future. You've got to play the part, act the part. You want to see yourself prosperous? Dress prosperously. Think prosperously. Abundance starts in the heart. You know, see yourself communicating God's word. F, like an elegant man. 
I've got no formal education, guys. I couldn't even read when I was 16. How am I doing what I'm doing now? It's because of God. It's because of, you know, want to learn from Him. Having a desire to want to speak and communicate His truths. You know, I'm not saying I got it all together, because I haven't, but I'm getting there. <laughs> you know, and it's taken time. This has taken time, building my heart with truth. Going through mistakes. Making many mistakes. Failing forward, they call it. You know, in other words, I'm failing, but I'm still moving forward. I may be cast down, but I'm not utterly cast down. Don't worry if you make mistakes, but keep moving forward. That's the key. And God's put that fighting spirit in my heart by his Holy Spirit. So that when I do fail, I don't condemn myself, so I don't never get back up again. But really, you've got to orientate your whole life to God. If you want to see the things manifested, you've got to see it here. Right? God's promised it here, and he's put it in there. And now you've got to do some work. Right? The work is, is that you trust God, that you meditate upon these things, that you confess the things. Like, you know, our confession is very important. What are you saying daily? You're sowing seed. Death and life is in the power of tongue, and those that love it should eat the what? Fruit thereof. So fruit comes from seed. What seeds are you sowing from your mouth when you talk to one another? Well, you don't bless me. Well, you don't bless me. You did put the, the, the top of the toothpaste on. Or something like that, you know, you leaving your hair dryer everywhere, you know. Well, I'm always seeing to the baby, you know, and then you get resentments come up. We've, I know, I've had that. Yeah. We've had all this stuff. We've been through it. He used to leave the lid off the Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, daily life, daily living with God, and, you know, you will have challenges, but the more you focus on God, the more you're overcome, and, and God wants you to learn and grow with Him. Just like, We've been together how long? 34 years now? Mm, yeah. So we've developed a relationship. I do know her a lot better than I knew when I first met her, you know. And she knows me a lot better. I know her heart. I know what will upset her. I know what will really bless her. So then, am I going to do the things that are going to upset her? No. I'm going to do the things that will bless her. You know, and I know what she's like if I, if I was to reprove her. You know, in other words, when I say reprove, I say, oh, Kim, I don't agree with that, or I don't like that. You shouldn't have done that. I might know what her response is going to be. Yeah, so do I keep my mouth shut? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it works both ways. You know, there's things I do, and she said, I don't agree with that. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then we talk it through. And then I've got to be humble, because I, I, I want to move forward. I don't want to stay in the same place. So, like, God, you've got to realize that God is really with you. He's really for you. He's given you everything to be successful. But you've got to be intentional. You've got to appropriate what God's given to you. If you want to be prosperous, then operate in the principles of God in the areas of finances. If you want to speak great words, then meditate upon his word and allow God to work in you. Speak those things which edify and, and bless and build up. Sometimes we do have to talk about situations that are not nice, maybe concerning other people but do it in love and look to make sure that you know that you communicate your heart what you really think about other people like we were talking earlier on you know that we do love people we are very thankful to people and yes god's still working in them because they got the same spirit in them as we got they got same desires as we got maybe different perspectives that's why sound doctrine is very important because what you hear is going to help you it'll either produce fruit or it won't and the, and the first place it'll produce fruit is in you and then in those that hear you. You know, whether that's preaching, you know, new people, or whether it's uh, teaching older people. 
You know, so we want to be encouragers. We're a great encourager. Jesus Christ was a great encourager. But he was also bold to say things as they were. And you've got to be in that part. And, you know, I know that being a minister in what you're communicating, you have to let people know where you stand and your heart towards God. So, you know, because people ain't going to follow someone that's wishy-washy. There's got to be strength, you know, and, and we've got to do that with love when we're being bold as well. You know, Jesus Christ was very bold in the areas of finances, even with that rich young ruler come to him. He said, give everything you got away type of thing. Mm-hmm. He wanted the guy to see where his heart was. Mm-hmm. And he's because he loved him. He said he loved him. He looked upon him and loved him. And this guy said, well, I've done all that. But his heart was with his riches. Yeah. He was calling Jesus good Lord, you know. So all these types of things. There's, you know, read the scriptures. Read how Jesus dealt with people. Read how Paul dealt with people. How Peter dealt with people. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the examples of other leaders in the scriptures. If I get back to what I was going to share in the very beginning, that's a little bit of background. I'm not going to be long. But I really want to, you know, encourage you so that you're encouraged. If you go to Habakkuk. So Habakkuk 2.2. So really, it's about being humble. It's about being intentional and knowing what you want. You've got to also know what you want. God wants your desires, you know. So God's, God's put his desires in your heart. Also, listen, like... The desires that I have, which I've given to God, it's what God's put in there anyway. You know, so it's not even even the desires come from God. And um, so I take my desire before the father and I say, Father, I really want to see this happen. You know, and I expect you to go to work for me. God wants you to be confident when you communicate to him. Like my kids come to me, Dad, I need some help. And I expect you to help me. I'm like, I'm there. Like, you know, what is it? What can I do? I'll help you where I can. And then if I see that they need to do something, I say, no, you need to do that. Yeah. See, so there's that relationship. So there's something that God does, there's something that we do. Anyway, Habakkuk. We're talking about being intentional. Right? So Habakkuk 2, first one, it says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables, that he may run that read of it. So this word vision is also revelation. It means revelation. So, and the Lord answered me and said, write the revelation and make it plain. In other words, it's down, it's in front of you, that he that readeth may run to do it. What revelation has God given to you personally for you to do? Run to do that. I don't have to run to do somebody else's revelation. God wants you to run to do the things that he's put in your heart to do. Those desires that he's given you and you've given to him. If you've given them back to him and said, okay, God, I'm doing it. And then you expect God, God will open doors. That's what you run to do. Can you see? If you need to run to do something in your marriage, then you run to do that in your marriage. If you need to be more loving, patient, less nagging or nagging. (laughs) need to be more kinder with the child or more patient yeah (laughs) if you need to spend more time to get whatever it is you need to do in that area of your walk then you do that you run to do that if it's fellowshipping with other believers run to do it where god have a good two two yeah so if it's an area of uh fellowshipping with other believers if you're not very good in that Run to do that where God opens the door. 
If it's an error of your finances, and you need to get Bran to do that. If it's an error of being preaching this, the, this, the gospel, where God opens the door for you to minister to someone, be bold to do it. Practice. Orientate yourself to God. Become bold in that. If it means teaching or ministering, run to do that. Whatever God is showing you to do in your life right now, run to do that revelation. Write it down. So, Kim wanted me to mention about a journal. Me, keeping a journal. I, mean, I couldn't even write <laughs> when I was 16, but now I've got a journal. And I'm four, I've got to write. It was through this scripture. Write the revelation down. So I've got all my desires. I've written every, now this is a separate from my journal. I got this on a PDF file. And I thought, okay, I'm going to write my desires down. It's a hard thing to start, right? Because you think, what am I going to write down? But when you do it with God, I ended up with seven A4 pages of desires. And I put God at the top. I put Habakkuk 2.2. And then I put the date. And then I put my desire, uh, ministry desire and personal desires. Then I wrote. And then I'd done the same with the next desire. And, then, and all of a sudden, it, just kept, it was just flooding out. So I know what I'm aiming at. The big goal, apart from Christ's return, right? I know the big goal, but I know the other goals in between. And there's also personal goals, yeah? Family goals we'll have to do together, but I need to focus on me first. I need to be right. I need to have focus. I need to have clarity. I need to have vision. God has, like I said, God has already given the vision and direction, which is go speak the word. You know, you received Holy Spirit. Now you move with God. You move with the living God. It's very simple. We don't, we've made it complicated. We've over, been overtaught in different areas. Just need to keep it very simple. Very simple. You go directly to God with your desire and you say, Father, these are my desires. And then you expect God to do. So in other words, you wait for that door to open for you to move. Here, put something in your heart to do or someone to come to you. And then all of a sudden you're in that desire without even realizing it yeah but for me i wanted to write it down because i i was so blessed by this you know you don't have to do this but i tell you what it's a good thing because you can measure your success you can measure your growth if you want to do that personally if it's something god puts in your heart to do but also when i read it sometimes i don't read it every day but sometimes i go back oh, yes okay it inspires me it keeps me on track helps keep me on track because look hope deferred makes the heart sick if you haven't got no hope, hope is future, right? Future. Then you, you, you can become sick. You can become broken hearted. Like Kim said, one of the elderly ladies died of a broken heart. You know, she was older in life and all that, but she still died of a broken heart. You've got to have hope. I know we, the greatest hope is the hope of Christ's return. But you've got to have, you know, hope in your marriage, hope in your finances, hope in your future, hope in your relationship. You know, you want this fellowship to grow. It's a desire. Is it a desire for you to see more people come? Yeah, so then give that to God. Father, you open the doors for us. You direct. You open the doors. I'm not going to open the doors, but I'll speak where you show me to speak. And if God increases that person, you thank, you know, thank God if that person's meek and humble. See, the burden increase in the body of Christ is not on you. It's on God. We are to sow and we are to water, like it says in Corinthians. Okay, but God gives the increase. Our focus is with God as individuals, with God and doing what he's showing us to do and being habitual daily in that. Can you see? Let's go to, uh, oh, let's read first three. So I'll read first two and read first three again. It says, and the Lord answered me 
has said, write the vision, the revelation, and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision, the revelation, is yet for an appointed time. It's not happening right now. It's yet for an appointed time. But at the end, it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. It's not going to hang around. And in other words, it may seem like a way off. When you're near it, it was like no time at all. Can you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So look, things of God can happen very quickly. Multiple growth and increase can happen very quickly. As we see on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people added in one day. Peter and John on the way to the temple, 5,000 people added in one day. Can you see? Like the, God's heart is for outreach and growth and multiplication of disciples, disciplined ones, those that are focused with God. God wants disciplined ones because with disciplined ones, ones that are committed like we are right now, he can get his work done. He, but he needs our cooperation. He needs our permission in a sense. Yes, God, here I am, send me. That's a permission, right? We've been invited into this great harvest of souls, but we need to be disciplined. We need to be serious. Yeah, I want this. And it doesn't matter how old you are. You could, whether you're eight or 80, <laughs> age doesn't come. Moses started at 80. God can sustain you and keep you going as long as you desire, as long as you don't give up hope, as long as you've got faith and expectation on God. It's available. It's available. And we can enjoy every day. It's available. We don't focus on the negatives. They may be there, but we don't focus on them. We call those things not as though they were. That's how God operates. He's our father. We can mimic him. We can mimic him by walking in love, and we can mimic him by calling those things which are not as though they were. So I don't say, oh, this is a bad situation, or this is terrible. We do, because of our old man nature. We have to change our paradigm, right? A paradigm is what you've had since you've been growing up, all the information that's been crammed in you. In your old man nature. You know, we're to reckon that old man nature dead. And we don't think from that old man, but we think from the new man. So that's change. You know, we change our paradigm. Get into the new man mind of thinking and confession and imagination. Seeing it already done. If you can see it in your mind, you can have to hold it in your hand. In other words, if you can see abundance, you'll have abundance. If you can see health and healing. If you're ill, see yourself healed. See yourself healed. If you're lacking, see yourself supplied. Let's go to Proverbs 29. Very practical. These things that you can do. You've got to be intentional, focused and determined. And then you give your desire to God. So in Proverbs 29, verse 18, it says, Where there is no vision. That word vision is revelation again. The people perish, but happy is he that keepeth the law. Right? Where there is no revelation. God is speaking to your heart somewhere in the areas that you have need and lack. In the areas where you may see yourself as failing. God has given you revelation. His revelation to you. If you missed it, just go and ask him again. Father, I know you've, spoke, you've spoken to me somewhere along the line. And maybe you haven't because you haven't asked, right? Jesus Christ said you, you don't receive because you, you don't ask. Right? So we've got to get asking. We've got to get asking God. Start asking big in all areas of your life. Start asking God big because he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think these are promises that we need to grab hold of and use our benefit our benefit can you see god wants you to have vision and direction not just to move the word but for your own personal life your own goals your dreams he's put dreams and desires in your heart and he can take you there but if you he needs to be first he really 
And I'm not saying that you're not putting it first. Like I said, I'm not involved in your life on a daily basis. You probably know more about me than I do you, right? Because <laughs> we put ourselves out there, right? Facebook, website, we're sharing different things. We share our life. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Share your life with you. Let them see the Christ living your life. Anyone can quote scriptures. Anyone can say nice things. But it needs to be manifested in our lives. And as we start to, you know, step out bit by bit with God, become more confident in who you are. You know, that we're all the same here. We're all the same. We've got the same dad. We've got the same spirit. And you can go as far as you want to go. How far do you want to go with God? But there's some things, that if you want to go up, you've got to give up some stuff, right? So you've got to give up to go up. And, you know, and when whatever you give up in this life, you know, God's going to reward you a hundred times in this life as well as the one to come. Yeah. Whatever you give up for him. You know? And really be connected to sound doctrine. The people that are going to speak honest and straight and tell you as it tell you the things that you don't like, as well as the things that you do like. You know, we all need it. You know, the, the, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, how to believe rightly, for reproof when we're not believing rightly, correction which is back to believing rightly, that the man of God may be truly perfected unto all good works. The gift ministers, they're there to perfect the saints. Same word as in similar word as in. Uh, 2 Timothy 3.16, that the gift means are there to perfect the saints, you know, to be fully fitted to do the work. So, you know, you need to be accountable. Who are you accountable to? Who do you connect to? Who do you go through for counsel? You know, we all go to God, all of us do that. But who are you connecting to? Who you get, who you, whose advice are you taking as a spiritual overseer and doing and getting results? So you connect where you get results. That's the truth of it. Mm. Jesus Christ said, I want you to have fruit and much fruit. The fruit starts within you and then manifests outside of you. See the spiritual fruits of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, faith, temperance, all those things. But then it starts to manifest outside of you. Can you see? People will see that in you. That's where you become the witness. That's where people say, I want what you got. Yeah. I love your mannerism. There's something different about you. See, you've already got it. Like, everything's provided for. You just need to appropriate those things to you and then start operating in those principles. I've already started doing that and I'm getting results straight away. Like, straight away, I got results. <coughs> you can do it and get results straight away. Expectation and faith. Well, God says, if I do this with my heart, he's going to do this for me. God said, yeah. if I sow my seed, he's going to multiply that seed and increase the fruits of my righteousness. God has given us every time you can sow. Every payday you can sow. God has given us, meets our need for our basic living and he gives us seed to sow. It says that in Isaiah, it says it in Corinthians, that he meets our basic need to live and seed to sow. The seed to sow portion is for you to prosper. God has given you power to get wealth, like it says in Deuteronomy 8. Well, that's the power to get wealth. It's to apply what he's given you so he can multiply it back to you. He doesn't need your finances. God doesn't need them. But he needs your faith your heart and your trust, you talk about trust. That is the least area where you believe God. That is the least area where you trust God. So start there. Start in your finances. Start with your desires. Start with a, maybe writing your goals down. Get clear on what you want. You've got to be clear on your goal. You've got to have a definite goal. What's your definite goal? What's your main goal? 
What do you want to see manifest in your life? I'm saying this as individuals because this is where it starts. So, like, what is your definite goals? Your personal goals and your goals with God. You've got to be definite. If you're not definite, you're going to be wishy-washy. I've been wishy-washy for years, guys. Seriously, that's why I'm sharing it very confidently with you. Because I've been here, there, and everywhere, right? Why? Because that's where I was in my mind. I didn't have any definite goals or plans. And this is why this subject is so special to my heart. And God's been teaching it and revealing it and confirming it by another minister I don't even connect to. <laughs> How about that? And, and the thing with the finances, I've got to say this. I really have to emphasize this. What I learned, what God personally taught me about finance, finances and stewardship, right? That we are stewards of God's money, right? Everything that Andrew Wilmot was teaching, then I started to realize that's what Sangate had been teaching all along. Because he always go on about finances. And I, I've done another teaching on this. I'm putting it up to, tonight. And you can listen to that teaching. I cover it more. And I used to think, he's always going on about money. Because I had a carnal mind on it. But what they teach the believers the, uh, that get born again in India and Nepal, number one, is to speak in tongues straight away. Number two, that they can speak by the Spirit. And number three, to honour God. And these guys are prospering. I mean, they are really, really prospering. And now, when the visitors go to Nepal, they, the Nepalis end up taking care of the cost. Because God has prospered them so much. Sangit gave me two examples. There was one Indian guy who lives in a rural part of India. And his monthly income was $5 a month. This is how Sangit told me it. $5 a month. He got born again. He got encouraged to honour God with his finances. By the end of the year, this guy was abundantly sharing a thousand dollars a month. And the same thing happened in Nepal. Also, Krishna, who was struggling, living in a mud hut, when he he was connecting to one leader out there, and things were not happening at all. So he decided to go directly to Sangha. Sangha said, "This is what you do." And they didn't have that much communications because going back in 2012-13, it was more expensive to call. But he actually went to visit Sangate, and Sangate just gave him this encouragement. He went off and done that. And if you ever go on Facebook and you see the thousands of thousands of believers on there, that's his fruit. And he come from a mud hut to the believers building this big, massive house. And through this man's teaching what he's been taught by Sangha, yeah, he's just been sharing those same things and telling each one, now you go and speak for God. Now you honor God. You speak, speak in tongues, speak by the Spirit when you're preaching, when you're teaching, and honour God. Those three things. You've been teaching them things. And that's how we've got this great growth within Nepal from 2013 to 2019. When I went in 2013, there's probably like 3,000 believers. There's 30, 40, 50,000 there now in that space of time because of what's being taught and how they're operating it. And these guys are blessed and they're teaching hot stuff. I mean, I've been sent some stuff that Krishna's taught. And obviously it's been interpreted because he speaks in the Pali. Oh my God, the, the teachings are amazing. Even I'm like, wow, that's like really hot. <laughs> so like God is with us. He's a living God spirit in you. He's communicating with you. God's spirit teaches your spirit. And then your spirit teaches your mind. That's how God communicates, okay? So if God is spirit. He's not talking directly to your mind. But he's talking to that Holy Spirit in you. And then your spirit communicates to your mind. That, and it comes by way of thoughts. Sometimes you might hear an audible voice on that. 
that's how you can hear from God. But it's usually thoughts, and then you think on those thoughts, and then you get peaceful. If there's a thought, that's what I was sharing, yeah. So and also Barbara and and somebody else. So like this is how you hear from God, and this is what I've been doing daily. God is encouraging me now. God is bringing me up. You know that doesn't mean to say I don't need other ministers. I do, and I respect other ministers. You know you've got to have that healthy respect. But God showed me where to connect and where I'm connecting. I'm being fed, and I'm also able to feed others and encourage people. So yeah, so the message really here is is have a vision. Have a plan. Write your vision down. Give the vision to God. Expect it to happen. Be intentional. What do you want to see happen this year? What's the end result of this year? What do you want to see at the end of the year? What do you want to see through the year? Write it down and then watch God as you commit it to him. Bring it to pass. And then as you do those things which push you towards that. Because once you've done that, it, all the ideas will start coming. All the ideas for it will start coming. And then just relax, just trust God. Trust in God, just relaxing. There's nothing you know to do, yeah? Then don't do nothing. If there's something that comes to your heart, oh, I think I should do this, do it, and you'll get blessed by it. But God will do the work. He'll open up the doors. He's doing the work. God wants us to understand that He's doing the work. And then we do what we understand to do when you know when it comes to oh yeah, I should do this, or I should speak this, or I should write to this person. Or I should honour God here, or I should give there, like we did with that lady. You know, we just done what God says, and we trust God in that. You know, I don't, I don't know where the next thing's coming from, but He does, and I trust Him with it. Fourteen years, been doing this because we've been trusting God, and it's everything in my life is because of God and Jesus Christ. You know, and we're thankful, and so that's what I want to share with you.